On today's show, Volvo teams up with Microsoft to bring augmented reality into its showrooms. The U.S. Army teams up with GM to test fuel cell vehicles. And did you know that UAW workers make over a hundred grand a year? All that and more coming right up on AutoLine Daily. This is AutoLine Daily for November 20th of 2015. New car sales in China have slowed considerably this year, but BMW believes there's still room to grow in the premium compact market. And so it just introduced the Concept Compact Sedan at the Guangzhou Auto Show. As you can see, the car is unmistakably a BMW, but it also strikes us that it looks very production ready, suggesting it may not be long before it comes to market. Based on BMW's new naming structure, the compact sedan will likely carry a 1 Series badge. The press release doesn't answer the question whether or not it will be sold in other markets, although we don't see BMW coming out with a car like this just for China. The car is based on BMW's front-wheel drive architecture, but could offer all-wheel drive as an option. Volvo is partnering with Microsoft to develop next-gen automotive technology. The two companies demonstrated how Microsoft's halo lens could be used at dealerships in the future. The augmented reality goggles can allow customers to configure cars three-dimensionally, or it gives the dealer the opportunity to demonstrate the different technologies equipped in a vehicle. The companies will also collaborate on autonomous driving, as well as use data generated by connected cars to develop new services to improve safety and the driving experience. Fuel cells seem to be all the rage right now for alternatively powered vehicles. Now GM is teaming up with the U.S. Army to produce a hydrogen-powered Chevy Colorado. Fuel cells offer good low-end torque for off-roading, exportable electric power, quiet operation, and produce water as a byproduct, all of which are obviously attractive to the military. The benefit to General Motors is that it will be able to put its technology through punishing military duty cycles and maybe even learn a thing or two that can be applied to everyday vehicles. Coming up next, John has something to say about the UAW rank and file rejecting the contracts that their leadership negotiated. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion, Dow Automotive Systems, breakthrough technologies for lightweight vehicles, and by Pure Michigan, Leading the automotive world in intelligent, connected vehicles. We run on brain power. Hey, I've got something to say about the latest UAW labor negotiations. You know, the rank and file better be careful. At FCA, they forced their union leaders to go back for a sweeter contract. Now it looks like GM and Ford workers are rejecting the contract their leadership negotiated because they want to get back all the concessions they made over the last decade but they are in danger of pricing themselves out of the market. What the rank and file forget to do is look at their total compensation. All they talk about is their hourly compensation, the money that shows up in their paycheck. But when you look at total compensation, including health care and profit sharing and pension payments and everything else, their income looks very, very good. Under the outgoing contract, FCA workers earned on average $100,000 a year. I'll bet most of them are unaware of what their total compensation comes to. 
At Ford, the average is nearly $119,000, and at GM, it's $121,000. And under the new contract, those numbers are going up. So when they say the Detroit automakers are not paying them enough money to live on, it's hard to be sympathetic. Meanwhile, at Hyundai's assembly plant in Alabama, workers earn an average of $85,000. And at BMW's plant in South Carolina, they make $81,000 a year. I'm not sure the UAW rank and file realize they're making up to $40,000 a year more than the workers they're competing against at the transplants. The UAW leadership is very aware of these numbers and tried to find a balance between getting their members more money, yet not putting GM, Ford, and FCA at too much of a disadvantage. The rank and file rejected that. They're demanding more, and they may get it. But this could be yet another example of the UAW winning the battle, but losing the war. They need to ask themselves, how much job security do I really have when I'm making 40 grand a year more than the people I'm competing against? I'll bet all of you out there know the answer, and I'd love to get your feedback on this issue. Okay, now we're going to take a quick break, and Sean will be back to take a look at how the Japanese car market is never going to get back to what it used to be. Japan is undergoing a permanent population shift. Its population is on the decline, and that is starting to affect car sales. On AutoLine this week, John was joined by global auto analysts, and here's their outlook for the auto industry in the country. I don't, I, I don't see a lot of growth there in terms of its percentage of, of you know, the market. I think it's going to be overshadowed by some, you know, it's already obviously been pushed aside as every market has by China in terms of size. I don't see that there's a ton of, of, of growth in terms of, again, share of the market. They will have growth years. They will have changes in their demographics where they need to adjust. I, so I, I don't think it's a dead market at all. It'll, it'll be in the top five for the foreseeable future. But in terms of you know, year-over-year growth and, and just sort of getting back to being that, I, I, I think there's too many things restricting that. Japan's kind of an interesting, interesting market because I actually think they're a glimpse into the future of other markets. So it's a mega city, highly urbanized, tax-savvy savvy individuals. And if you look at the trends in terms of, of, of car ownership, much, much lower than any other developed or non-developed country. So I actually believe that that is more of a glimpse into what we're going to see happen around the world. And if you look at replacements of vehicles, it's much lower in Japan than it is anywhere else. John and his panel of analysts also look at other regions of the world. So to get their outlook, you can watch that entire discussion right now on our website, autoline.tv. But that wraps up today's show. Thank you for watching. Have a great weekend.